0: One of the most profound things I've learned in my life is that it's actually not about my hair at all. I've spent a lifetime trying to cover up who I am. And as much as I love a good external transformation, and I do, I much more love a heart transformation. Join me as I share how I work to heal my heart, find happiness, and embrace our hair. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 10 of It's Not About Your Hair, where we talk all things hair, heart, and happiness. Hey, on this episode, you might be noticing I have a special guest. This is my daughter, Sophie. And coming up, we are now in the third week of January. We started with making those goals, thinking about what kind of people we wanted to be. Then we moved into last week. If you didn't listen, you should go back because we talked about vision boarding, dreaming, thinking about what we want to become. Do we make vision boards every year? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Vision boarding, um, is it based on just a hypothetical wish or do we kind of go back before we go forward? We go back
1: before we go forward. We go back
0: before we go forward. And you guys, that's so important. So today... Um, On this episode, we're going to be talking about moving forward in the new year when we don't know who the new you is. Uh, We're going to be talking about different parts of a family or different parts of the body of Christ. So this episode, we are going to have a little bit more in-depth talking about our faith because both Sophie and I are on a faith journey, and Sophie is still wrestling with her faith. She's young. She's 18. She's 18 and she is wrestling with literally every part of her life right now. And I thought it would be so helpful for those of you because sometimes we can look at other people who seem successful and think, well, if I only was where they were at, I would know what I'm supposed to do with my life. Have you ever thought that before?
1: For sure. It's really easy to compare success with other people.
0: Yeah, and Sophie uh, has decided to take a break and step back from where she was going in her life needed a minute to catch her breath and i think put a lot of pressure on herself that she should know what the next step is and so i wanted to talk a little bit about recap so last week if you didn't listen we are going to talk a little bit about visioning a little bit about dreaming a lot about um, finding out where you fit in your body in the body of Christ, because not every person's going to be an entrepreneur. I've had to learn that. Because mm-hmm. do I try to make you an entrepreneur every day? Yes. Yes, because <laughs> I'm so passionate about it, you guys. And so um, I think everyone should be an entrepreneur. I think even my daughter, who's a social worker, I'm like, you should. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm so Because it's my passion, but it's not for everybody. And so there is a particular scripture that I love we're going to go over that talks about different parts of the body. We're not all called to the same thing. And um, I actually lied. Last week wasn't about vision boarding. Two weeks ago, um, last week was actually about um, having a life that's contagious. So we're building, all of these are building blocks. So I, I take it back. Two episodes ago, you should have vision boarded. Last week, we talked about the ripple effect of your life and that your life is contagious. And what I mean by that is if you're around somebody, do they affect your mood and the atmosphere of the environment you're in? And I'm going to ask Sophie because she's here.
1: Yeah, whether that's positive or negative. The way you feel has a huge impact on the people around you. I just noticed that even like when we're at home, depending on what mood my little sister's in or I'm in or my dad's in or my mom's in, it really is what mood everybody's in because it is that contagious.
0: Yeah. So if you didn't listen to last week, I take it back and I don't know how to edit. So we're moving forward um, with that. Your life, you are a leader, whether you're a social media influencer, you have a podcast with 300 people who subscribe, all 300 of you are so cool, or you are a mom or a sister or a friend, or just a human being who lives on the planet, you have an impact and your life has an impact. And so we talked about that. And so anyways, back to uh, where we're headed in this episode, We are, um, I had a, a girl from church, my friend Christina, who was like, I just felt like I needed more from you on that last episode on vision boarding because I don't know if I'm off track or maybe I've been slacking because I am a hyper focused, holy cat in the middle. Get down camp. Goodness sake. That's our cat. He's so rude. Um, if you're watching or listening and not watching, our cat just jumped up on the table and caused a stir. Um, so she said, I needed more. I feel like maybe I'm behind and maybe I, I've been throwing my life away. She didn't say exactly that, but it was kind of that. Maybe I haven't done enough to know where I'm supposed to go. And that led me to myself. And... uh Again, we're sitting together sharing one microphone because I don't have to. So if you're listening and not watching, um, I hope you can hear us both. Uh, If not, uh, we'll, we apologize. So anyways, Sophie, have you also felt like as of late, so Sophie graduated last year, last August, Mm -hmm. she signed up to go to beauty school after deciding she didn't want to take the college route. She got Accepted into all the colleges she applied for. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a smart little cookie. Uh, Sophie has been, as we all are, on a journey of evolution and transformation. I'm going to cry and I didn't even know it. Um, All of my girls are really awesome. uh, And I hope at one point they'll all be on the podcast. But Sophie. And I'm just going to fill in a little backstory so that you can, she can talk too, and just give you guys a glimpse. Because again, the point is that we're all living a contagious life exactly where we're at. Living in doubt or fear is um, not what God has planned for you, no matter what the goal is. The goal of life is going to be the exact same at the core for me as it is for Sophie in indecision. And so she started beauty school. And came to us and said, I don't know if this is what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. I I don't know who I am. And here's the truth. I'm 43. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want to do. This is all new. The podcast, the curly hair thing, the social media thing, all new. Uh, But I'm just stepping into what I think God has for me and not being afraid of it. Fear is the god dang enemy that steals us from moving forward. So she said, I think I need a break. I need to figure out what I wanna do. And then a whole bunch of anxiety followed that because there's some timeline that we all live on, I think, that we assume that we should have something figured out by A, 18, check the box, B, 25, check the box, A, 30, 43. And so right now, Sophie's on pause figuring it out and feeling a little bit anxious, but I wanted her to share what, how you build a goal board or visioning or moving forward when you don't know what the next step is. Is there something that you have discovered um, or something that's really been helping you as you journey through figuring this out? And I apologize for the background noise. My cat is ridiculous today.
1: Um...
0: Would you like a more specific? Yeah, question? Yeah, maybe a
1: little bit more specific question.
0: So you decided to take a break. Why was that?
1: Um, I felt like I rushed into my decision to go to beauty school. I only applied to a couple colleges, and I really only toured Protege, and that was definitely my own fault. I felt rushed to make an answer, rushed to make a decision, and I felt like. Um, All my friends had decided and knew what they wanted to do, and I was like, I have to figure it out, I have to figure it out. So I just made the quick decision. And it's hard when you can feel like you can see yourself doing a bunch of things and when you are creative because you feel like you could fit in a bunch of boxes, but maybe it's like, you know, um, sometimes the round peg can fit in the star hole if it's small enough. Like, you can maybe fit into a different shape but it might not be right for you and um I just wasn't finding joy in it and it's hard to want to continue to pursue that if I'm it's gonna be the rest of my future and I think just taking a step back to look at what my options are more thoroughly and ask God about it and really make sure that he's my priority in my decisions that I make
0: yeah And I love what Sophie said. And we've talked about this a lot at our house. Like, listen, all her cute little 18 year old friends who went off to college with a plan, a third of them will switch their major. A third of them will drop out of college and a third will do what they set out to do. And out of that third that does what they set out to do, like me, I'm doing what I graduated high school saying I was going to do, will evolve what that plan looks like numerous times. I've been a big salon owner a small salon owner a suite owner uh an educator a trainer like it's just continually evolving and so giving ourselves permission but also understanding that um when Sophie told us she wanted to take a step back so for any of you parents out there listening um I don't know. I'm going to let her be honest. I don't know how I responded. I think in my heart, I was like, oh, this is great. She's going to take a step back. Um, But I don't know always how to slow down or how to take steps back. Or I still have a little bit of fear out of um, that. When we put our car in park, we're not moving. And sometimes I don't know what park looks like for other people or neutral, and I believe that in order to find what we're supposed to do, we have to be moving. So, Sophie, how do you feel like your dad and I handled um, your decision to take a step back?
1: To be honest, it was better than I expected. I think every like going to your parents was something as big as that, especially... Like, feeling like I hid it for the whole time because I felt like I didn't really enjoy it from the beginning and, you know, I am a bit of a people pleaser and so I felt like I got pretty good at hiding and I didn't like it and so it kind of felt like whiplash to my parents, which I'm sure caught them off guard and isn't necessary, you know, like for that, I feel like they were very supportive and, you know, as well, with both of my parents being in the industry, it's also more a little bit... Like, I'm sure it was exciting to have a kid that was going to follow in your footsteps, you know, and to have to let that go and to have, you know, I'm sure it's all hard. And for them to be as com- comforting to me and as supportive to me as they are and have been is, <laughs> it's um very kind of you guys.
0: Well, I appreciate her saying that because I don't feel like I'm always supportive. I feel like I I definitely have highs and lows like one minute I'm like it's okay. It's okay, Sophie. Take the time you need. And then the next minute I'm like if you are laying in this bed for one and a half more seconds, I will ruin your life. And then I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I need to apologize for that. I need to take a step back because I'm not trusting that God has Sophie. And so I am um pushing my agenda, and it was a little bit sad, but I never, ever, 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 ever want my kids to do what they think I want them to do because that will lead to um, a great sense of remorse. I I watched my oldest daughter; a lot of her friends did what their parents wanted them to do in college, and then would talk to us about it, about it, like that's not what they wanted, but they just wanted to make their parents proud, and that's so cool. And I want I'm proud of my kids. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of the journey that you're on. I'm proud that you're willing to take a step back. Because life is really hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's really hard to know what the next right thing is, you guys. And and so I know there's so many parents at home with kids. And I know that maybe some of you are like Sophie and don't know what the next step is. And so she's been off for about f- three weeks now? Yeah, I would say And the planet keeps evolving on what it may become, Um, but I think we're working on transitioning to not believing you need to know the destination, you need to know the path. And the path, again, like I said, is the same for all of us if we're walking in the light Uh, And that doesn't just mean, I mean, I think you should love Jesus because I think Jesus is the answer. But if you don't love Jesus, what I mean by that is that we're choosing to show up in a world that feels scary with hope and with expectancy that good things are happening and that even in bad things, times can be better and that we have the opportunity to bring that power. So Um, Do you think three weeks ago you felt very distraught and had no idea and today you feel like you have a little bit more based on some of the things you're learning and the time you're taking for yourself or do you still feel like, holy crap, back, I got no clue?
1: Um, I still feel a little bit like, holy crap, I have no clue, but I do feel, um, I've been reading this book called Just Do Something.
0: Kevin DeYoung, great book.
1: And it really shifted my perspective on what God's will is for us. And I really thought it was like I just would have to keep praying and praying and eventually God would show me what career I was supposed to have or what my future was supposed to look like. And Lean um, into
0: the microphone.
1: And um but that's not how it works and God's not a God of secrets and He's not trying to hide and manipulate hide things from you and manipulate you and just kind of keep you on this string. It's not, it's just not how it works and it's not who he is. And his will for us is that, is that we live the way of Jesus and that we're kind and that we pursue him in all that we do. So he doesn't care where I live or what career I have. He cares that I'm, that, that I love him and that, um, I love other people. And so I think that's given me a bit of clarity that God's not going to, be upset with what decision I make because he's if I choose to pursue him in it so as long as I'm prioritizing him he could care less what I decide to do if that makes sense so that has given me a bit of clarity about making decisions that makes me feel better about that I still don't know what decision I'm going to make but I think that's okay and I have time
0: mm-hmm So what I hear you saying, or what I think that you're saying is that what you're learning, and this is where a lot of us stay stuck, you guys, is that we think that there is a right or a wrong path. And that if I take a right, I'm going to miss out on what God has for me. But that's not how he works. Mm -hmm. He is at work every day. Every day. If we invite him in, he's at work. And so I used to think that too like i'm gonna pray until i know and then i would pray for a bigger answer and a bigger answer and a bigger answer and it would keep me stuck in park Mm -hmm. and so i wasn't doing anything and i wasn't like i was afraid of everything which isn't god because i'm like i I don't want to make the wrong decision but as long as we take him just like and i say this all the time you guys just like a curly hair journey so if you're following me because you're a curly girl We don't wake up one day and know how to do our hair. It is a transition of growing. And as we get more confident, we take more risks. We allow more frizz. We allow our hair to get a little messier. We get a little bit more wild. That is the journey of life. When we trust that no matter what, the path is moving us forward, that the journey is taking us somewhere, that we're not stuck and we're willing to move in faith and trust forward, the path is always illuminated. And here's what I've discovered. The path, the Bible says that the word is a lamp onto our feet. So for me, I believe that I used to pray that I would know, again, like I said, the end destination, which mm-hmm. is kind of what you were praying when you dropped out of beauty school. Right. Beauty school dropout. <laughs> uh, is that, thank you. That was awesome, Sophie. little. Uh, so is that she wanted to know the exact destination in which she was headed. Mm. The destination that we're headed in. If you're you're going to think I'm kooky, but it's heaven. OK, it's it's one stop. It's a one stop shop. But there's a million stops along the way on the on the Heaven Express. Right. And all of those lead us, hopefully, oh, my land and alarm to a a better whole person who is activated in kindness, joy, love, acceptance, willingness for ourselves and others. And then I think the other big part is that knowing, and this is where social media screws up people. And I am a big, I'm on social media. I mean, I'm a social media person. Uh, You probably found me from social media. Uh, But I feel like the younger generation and even us, we spend a lot of time comparing and thinking that our lives need to look like some goddang celebrity or that we need to have all these answers figured out or that we need to be like someone else. And the minute we start thinking we need to be like someone else, we quit listening. You guys, and I talk about this a lot. The Lord has given us, in Psalms 139, he knew us before he formed us. I did this already rant to Sophie today. I could do this all day. He knew us before he formed us. He put a plan inside of us. He package it. I stall up and he packaged Sophie to be Sophie and he packaged me to be me. And as Sophie keeps looking at me and the reflection of me makes Sophie feel inadequate, guess what Sophie's going to quit doing? Why can't I be more like my mom? Why can't I be more like Kim Kardashian? Why can't I be more like so-and-so? And we begin to weaken the foundation that God put inside of us. Because we're not saying that there's something about Sophie that's knit inside of her with a plan and a purpose. She's looking to everyone else to tell her that she is made in the image of something awesome. And so what happens is Sophie gets smaller and she's already kind of a quiet, meek personality. Sophie gets smaller when she thinks she's supposed to be my personality. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Do you recognize that in of yourself? Yes. And so... There's a scripture that I'm going to read um, from my, an excerpt from my book that's not yet released. Who knows if there ever will be. But in the in the book, I'm talking about finding our identity in Christ and dropping the comparison in 1 Corinthians 12, 20, 12. Twelve twenty-seven says, there is one body. This is talking about the human race, I believe, okay? But has many parts, but all of its many parts make up one body. It's the same with Christ. We were all baptized by one Holy Spirit, and so we were formed into one body. And it didn't matter whether you were Jew or Gentile, slave or free, we were all given the same spirit. So the body is not made up of just one part, you guys, this is getting good, but of many parts. Suppose I say, I am not a hand, so I don't belong to the body. Saying this, it cannot stop being part of the body. It, it's not supposed to be an ear. It's not I. So I belong to the body. If the whole body were an eye, how could it be a whole body? Or how could you smell? God has placed each part of the body just as he wanted it to be. For all of the body parts come together to make one body. And I cannot say to the Lord, I don't want to be a hand or I don't want to be an ear or I don't want to be a mouth. What we have to be looking for, so that's a, a paraphrasing of this scripture. But what it's saying is sometimes we can look, I am a mouth. 1000% the Lord has given me a mouth. And in that, I can give life or death with that. We talked about that last week, being contagious with the gift that we've been giving. So, I was born with a mouth. And other people can look at that and think that's the better gift. But some are born with a heart. They sense and feel the needs of others. Sophie's very empathetic in that way. Some are born, and her voice is quieter. But when she speaks, there's something so profound about it. So we encourage you to speak, right? Yes. Use your voice because her voice matters because I could just talk and talk and talk, which is why I have a podcast. Some are born to be doers, you guys. Their hands are doing and doing and doing. My husband's a doer. He is a doer. And because our doing looks different and mine seems bigger or more loud or more people praise the, 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 the way my life looks, I think, because we want to idolize something. My husband has thought that he's less than, but he is amazing. Right now he's working on Sophie's car. He's painting a house. He's a barber. Like he can do so many things. His hands are doing. Some can hear the voice of the Lord so clearly. They can hear the cries of other people. And without each person activating their gifting and believing that what they are is enough, and then not only activating their gifting, but walking it out daily in their life, we, we end up going home and staying isolated. And when we're isolated, A, we start comparing really hard. That weird, ugly voice that tends to live around tells us that we're not good enough. And the isolation prevents us from being connected to the body. So if I am only a mouth, then I need a heart and I need hands and I need a brain and I need ears. And that only happens in the cultivation of community. Mm -hmm. You're recognizing that too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we long for these connection points and people that speak life into your life because they can tell you what your giftings are. Do you have any idea what any of your giftings are, Sophie?
1: Um, yeah. (laughs) Come to the microphone. I think that though I am, um, a quiet, um, introverted person, I think, um, I am called to be a leader in some aspects of my life and when I get comfortable I really grow in grow into that and morph into being a leader and but I have to be
0: <laughs> What is that? Can you edit that? No, we can't. We're gonna keep going. You have to be what? Brave?
1: Um I have to be doing oh, my you can edit It's
0: okay. I can't edit it. Okay. And that's okay. And the good part about this, you guys, is sometimes we don't know. And so right now she's not knowing. And then you can see it. It pops right up. Insecurity, doubt, edit it out. Here's the thing. I don't know how to edit, you guys. And I think it's okay because this is part of life. Sometimes we don't know. And so I put Sophie on the spot to know. She doesn't know. But she does know she's called to leadership. She does know that she has a mantle on her life to move forward and that she does have the ability to inspire others. And she's learned through high school to put herself out there. And sometimes in high school, it's easier because there's all these built-in opportunities. You have to go for them. So she tried out for majorettes. And I'm going to be honest, Sophie didn't smile until she was a majorette, hardly at all. And when she told us she was going to try out for majorettes, we were like, what to the Sam Hill? I said, Sophie, those people smile, and she said, "Mom, I know, and I never, and I doubted that she could do it." And then, boom, she come around the corner the first parade, red lips, teeth out, just going for it. And I realized God spoke to me in that moment that that was her truest self, that that's the part of her because sometimes it's easier for it to come out when we know where it has to come out. But that part of Sophie. That leadership quality, that ability to show up strong is in her. She has to cultivate it. And in high school, there's lots of opportunities to cultivate that. So you can be in band. She was a first chair band leader. What was it called? A section leader. Section leader, yeah. And then she was, you know, a majorette. And then she was swim captain. And she did the dance team dance team. We have to wear a God dang leotard. This kid who sophomore year, we didn't know if she was ever going to shave her legs or her armpits again, which if you don't shave your legs or armpits, not a problem, but it was just different than what we were used to <laughs> with selfie. So she's morphing, right? And uh, then she she's seeking out these opportunities. And so now I feel like after high school, it can feel a little floundering because as adults, there aren't these built-in groups. You have to search for community, you have to search for people. And so Sophie's in our church and our church body and our church body is small, but tight. We're a weird group. Some might think we're a cult because we love to spend time encouraging each other and hanging out. And so we do Friday nights and Sundays and and we're a family. We really are. But there's not a lot of people Sophie's age. And sometimes that's a lie. We need a bunch of people our age to be called to And I think that it's necessary to have friends. And so we're trying to encourage Sophie to find those groups. But here's the bigger part. It is okay if you have done your vision board and you don't know exactly where you're going. Some of the things that can be on your vision board are just how you want the next day of your life to look, what you want that to bring. So Sophie makes it a point to go to the gym every day. Right. Right now. Mm -hmm. She's going to the gym or going for a run every day because that she knows that feeds her soul, her body and her mind. Right. She eats healthy every day. I've never met someone so structured in their breakfast, make sure it's all balanced with their macros and all that stuff, because she knows that that makes a difference. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, She makes time every day to talk to her sisters. I think you have been really intentional about that. Would you agree?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, She's having lunch with an aunt. She spent time with her grandparents. She's getting ready to go away for a month with her Granny Mary. And she's going to go help Grandma. And then she's maybe going to go woofing. That's a whole nother episode that we're going to bring her back for. Um, But Sophie wants to work on a farm in Hawaii or Alaska or somewhere far away. Because she knows that getting out of her comfort zone and getting away from the places that are safe are going to what for you?
1: Um. Grow my confidence and I think that's really important because um going through life insecure sucks and so yes. <laughs> um just it's so overwhelming to constantly be so your head so full of what other people think about you when really the only opinion that matters is what God thinks of you and
0: And what you think of you.
1: Yeah. But you find your identity through Christ and so it's I'm really on that journey of finding who I am and learning to love myself so I can love other people the best. But I have to learn to be confident so I can do that, you know? And um, I just think this time is going to be special no matter what it looks like. And I think being productive looks different to different people. And I think that's where my mom and I collide sometimes because my mom is one of the most, like... uh, I don't want to say most productive people because I think productive looks different. But she really is the one of the most outwardly productive people. Just constantly doing something. And that's not always what that's going to look like for me. That can feel overwhelming. And I think being productive for me can be... Like my, if, if, if my in my mom's perfect world she would want me to have hang out with my friends every single day maybe Just a
0: friend time maybe
1: yeah. two times a day and <laughs> I for me that's overwhelming and overstimulating and so it feels like a big de- idea big deal for me to come to my parents and be like hey I set up coffee with a friend this week or you know I'm going to have um, lunch with my aunt that I haven't had that I haven't talked to in a while like that feels big, big. to me. And for my parents, from the outside, that can look, its especially for my mom, who is as extroverted and as good with people as she is, that's not, sometimes that doesn't register the same. And so, I think really learning to know who my mom is, and for my mom to learn who I am so we can better love each other is, because knowing, learning your parents is just as important as your parents knowing your kids. Mm. Because... I've really grown to understand who my parents are and I can always learn to know you better, but learning what your love language is and learning how you operate has helped me to, um, exist better with you and to be more understanding of you and to have more compassion for you. Because as you always say, you're just a human too. And I think as kids, we can look at our parents and not realize that and think that they have to have everything right and they have to plan everything for us and that, but that's not true and they were just kids once too and you have to have um an understanding of your parents and really get to know your parents and know what their what their childhood looked like because it's so important to know your parents in order for them to know you and so i think um this time will also be really good in in order to help us understand each other better yeah. so
0: That was beautiful, Sophie.
1: Thanks, Anna.
0: And we've worked a lot on that in our family, in our little family of origin, just my little pod. Um, It's very important to me, self-discovery. And uh, it's so beautiful when your kids get there because I didn't always handle parenting well because of my childhood, you guys, which is why we started this, like, Whatever we pick up in our childhood is what we bring into our adulthood unless we heal it. So I had abandonment and a rejection issue. So with my first daughter, when she got to be in high school um, and you just get to high school and high school girls reject their mom because Mm -hmm. you're trying to find your own independence. And I didn't understand that. And so part of me felt the same as I reverted back to this 13-year-old girl whose dad left and didn't love her when my 13-year-old daughter was like, you suck. And now I'm doing it for the third time around and we just know, we just say, Sadie's mean. We just know and we don't say it to her, but we we kind of do. And, and I understand it at a different level because I've healed myself and I've had tons of conversations with you guys about, hey, I'm sorry, I'm feeling a little bit ooky about this and don't know how to handle it and we have a daughter who's a social worker who's really helped us and i love this and then we're gonna wrap this episode up because it's my longest one yet i'm gonna bring sophie back because she's a great co-host and i love this um one of the things that we've learned in our family we've done the enneagram which i super love it's not anti-religious you guys are fine calm down it is an inward look on why we show up the way we are mm-hmm. i'm a i am a um uh, three Sophie is a four. Sydney is an eight. Adam is a nine. And we're still discovering, I think, Sadie's a four as well. Um, But once we understand these things, it gave us a better glimpse of how to love each other better. We've also done the love languages. We've also done our spiritual giftings. I love to take every test. Um, And from those, though... One of the biggest frustrations in our family, because I am a hyperproductive person and I want a solution to the problem, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, there's a problem? Ding dong, I'll figure it out. And um, that is so irritating to someone who doesn't want a solution. Or someone like Sophie, who as a four, she needs to sit in her feelings for a little bit. I have really struggled to have feelings because I learned to block those off really early in my childhood, And learned to become successful because I didn't want to feel unsuccessful. And so learning that, um, I had to get in touch with my emotions to be able to climb back down the ladder um, and get into my feelings and sit with Sophie. And I'm not always good at it. Sydney became a social worker. She's so good at it. Mm -hmm. Why don't you say that? Mm -hmm. Um, And my husband is literally the best listener on the planet. Right. And we've learned that about our family dynamic and What's really cool is that we say it out loud now, like Sadie, when she's struggling, she used to get mad at me because I'm like, well, let's go. You can do three jumping jacks, write 17 things you're thankful for in your journal and help one person and you'll be ready for the day. Right. And she's like, shut up, Bob. I don't want any help right now. Like and she's like and then I'm like, hey, Sophie, do you just need a hug? And what do you say? No. I don't want you to touch me. And then I'm (laughs) offended. So like learning these things, Sydney's, so the way Sydney describes it, which I thought was really cool one day, she said, here's the thing. You're not going to quit going to the wrong person in your family for the help you're looking for. So if you're in a situation that you just need someone to listen, go to who?
1: Dad or Sydney.
0: Yeah. If you need someone to defend you and come up and get you, who are you going to? Sophie. You're the, you are right? Like, you're like, I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna get after it, don't you think?
1: In some aspects, yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, or affirm them and what they're feeling. You're good at yes. that. Affirming yes. that and like, okay, what are the things? And I am the, like, oh, we're gonna get a plan right now and we are gonna fix this situation. And so, if what you need, is someone to to listen, sit with you and affirm you and maybe defend you?
1: I think I'm a combination of I think that's where my where I my me being a leader kind of comes in like I want to lead people and to help them to grow into themselves and I think I but I also am empathetic and I am a listener and so I'll listen to you first you know, and affirm you. But I also do want, to, like you, I want to give you mm-hmm. give you things to to cope and ways to work out of it. And so I think that... Um,
0: Yours are usually from a heart level ways of coping, though, I would say, versus minor action. Yeah. Like you're very good at introspection, would you say? Yeah. Not agreeing completely? That's okay.
1: No, I think We're so. We're learning. I think so. Um. it's hard It's I'm still learning myself and growing mm-hmm. into myself and so I don't fully know yet and I think that's okay yeah. and I think I'll change throughout my life and have different um, different ways of helping people mm-hmm. as I age and the way and as I experience life and so I think that Right now, I am really good at um, taking on how people feel. Yeah. And I think, and so, but that your greatest strength overextended is your greatest weakness. So that Mm. can trap you. And so sometimes I feel so overwhelmed with emotions because they're not even mine.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. So
1: I think learning to hone your strength and learning how to use it correctly is really important.
0: So good. So I hope that this helped you if you're on the journey, like we all are, of transformation, evolution, change, growth. You're in the third week of January, folks. And if you feel like you're failing, well, guess what? Today's the day to start over. And there isn't a destination. It's a journey. Mm -hmm. It's a path. And if you need to find somebody to help you along the way, check in, check out, check up. Get out there. And one real fun thing we got for Christmas this year is we went to the um, Little Word Project. And everybody got a bracelet as a reminder. And we tried to pick ones that are going to help us on our journey. So, Or things we struggle with. So I struggle with not being um, worthy. So mine says, I am enough. What's yours say, Sophie?
1: Mine says, evolve.
0: Evolve. Sadie says, you can. And Sydney says, I heart therapy because she's a therapist. And so I think finding these affirmations too, whether you write them down, you wear them, you tattoo them on yourself, believing in the power that you are worthy. Mm -hmm. We're going to end with that. You are worthy of love. If you don't feel okay, I want you to know that you are okay. That you are moving in the right direction. That every day is an opportunity to start over and that you are never too far gone from God's love or too far away from your mama, okay? (laughs) So I appreciate you guys being here. I appreciate you, Sophie, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for being patient with me. (laughs) It was awesome,
0: and thanks for tuning in to our episode of It's Not About Your Hair, and we did talk about all those dang things. I guess this is where I ask you to subscribe to my channel, to follow me on social, and to listen wherever podcasts can be found. And join me every Tuesday at 2 as we unpack how to heal your hair, your heart, and your happiness.